what issues should you be thinking about when it comes to your charitable giving strategy? Today, we're going to talk you through a couple different ideas when it comes to charitable giving um, uh, from a timing perspective, from a process perspective, and also from the why. Um, so a couple different things that we talk about, I think you're going to find it very helpful. Yeah, and we go through a lot here. We say this all the time, especially on our retirement and action episodes on Wednesdays. Uh, some of this stuff is like you're listening to it and you're thinking, oh man, I hope I got to take notes. Don't worry about it. Just go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page, and you'll find an article written on this very topic where it's just all laid out for you very, very nicely. So we want you to check that out. Also, if you've not had a chance to do so and you would and you think that you find this show to be beneficial, uh, first of all, please follow us or like us, whatever you're listening on, uh, or and also share this with somebody. So you might be listening to an episode and you're thinking, man, this I know somebody who needs this information. You can send them a link or you can tell them about it and make sure that they get this information. Uh, we have had so many people tell us this is like going to a retirement planning university and you're getting a degree in retirement planning. So we hope that's beneficial to you. But before we get into this episode, we need to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome to Retirement in Action. Today, we are going to talk about the issues that you should think about or consider when it comes to establishing a charitable giving strategy. Now, let me just say this right up front. We're not telling you that you should be charitably inclined. This is really about the idea of how would you be? Like, what would be the process? What are the advantages? What are things that you need to think about when it comes to that? Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about this idea of giving uh, money to our children, uh, in all essence, gifting to them um, a certain amounts of money, what those limits are, why you would do it, what it means if you give more than what the annual limit is. So let me just kind of set this up this way. We talk about all the time our income uh, breakdown, and we break income down into three areas. One, uh, our essential needs. That is absolutely got to come in every single month because that's what we have to do to eat. That's to pay the light bill. That's to do the essential things that we have to have. In addition to our essential needs, we have our wants. Well, what do we want? We want to go on vacation. We want a new car. Uh, maybe we want to um, uh, renovate something in the house. Whatever it is, that kind of is in our wants category. Well, then we have a third category that we call legacy. Now, legacy could be I want to leave a certain amount of money to my children. Maybe I want to gift some to some uh, my children some money or my grandchildren some money while I'm alive. 
And then there is charity. What if I want to give money to a charity, whatever that type of organization is that I can be able to give to them. And there's some tax advantages to do that because I'm able to deduct some of that money off of the money that I would pay taxes on. So that that's good. But we want to talk about just a couple of different strategies. There's a couple of things that we want you to make sure you're aware of and then how you would do it. Now, one of the things that we get asked about more than we do almost anything else when it comes to charitable, charitable giving are what are called QCDs. Now, I'm going to let Merce tell you what QCD stands for, how it works, how you would set it up, what would be the process, who you can give it to. Yeah, so for starters, QCD stands for Qualified Charitable Distribution. Um, we see a lot of these uh, happening typically towards the end of the year. Um, and I'm going to explain kind of the idea behind it um, and, and the process as well. And the idea is, let's say you're, you're already chari charitably inclined. And uh, this concept is really making the best use or making the most efficient use of your money. So uh, let me just give you an example. Let's say that uh, you give $5,000 to a charity every single year. Right. Your option is I can take five thousand out of the bank, or if you're above seventy and a half and you have IRA money, pre-tax IRA money, or no traditional IRA money, then you now qualify for this QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. And essentially, what you can do is you can take a five thousand dollar withdrawal from your IRA and basically hand it over to the charity. What's the difference here? What's the advantage? So normally, if you take $5,000 out of your IRA, you're going to be fully taxed on that $5,000. You have not paid any taxes on that money yet. If you take $5,000 out of your bank, well, there's no tax advantage there. You're just giving up some cash that's been sitting in the bank. So with the QCD, that $5,000, provided you do it properly, will not be taxable. And so that is huge. If you're going to give money anyways... There, there's a, a, a huge advantage really to start using IRA money, provided that you're over 70 and a half, um, uh, to, to, to fund that charitable desire of yours. Now, when you turn 72, here's another big advantage. When you turn 72, you now have to start taking required minimum distributions. And so maybe your required minimum distribution, the calculation ends up being that you need $20,000 to be removed from the account uh, for that year because of the RMD. And you say, well, I don't need $20,000. I don't know what to do with it, but you're forced to take the 20,000 out and you're forced to pay the taxes on the 20,000. Let's go back to that scenario of you typically give 5,000 to charity. Well, that 20,000 will now be reduced to 15,000 if you do it properly by using, utilizing a QCD out of your IRA. Now I keep saying doing it properly, Basically, what it is, is first, you got to know who you're giving it to. And you got to go to your institution. So let's say your IRA is held at Schwab, or it's held at Fidelity or TD Ameritrade, wherever it is, you go to your institution, and let them know that you would like to do a qualified charitable distribution. Let them know that you want the check made out exactly how, how to make it out. You don't want to make it out to yourself. If you do, that voids the whole thing that you're trying to accomplish. You want to make it out to the charity or the organization. And typically, you're going to want to include a uh, an EIN, that's the employer identification identification number. You're going to want to include the address of the charity. Um, you have an option. You can have it sent directly to the charity, or you can have it sent to yourself, and then you hand it over to the charity. And I think the advantage of that part is that you actually 
can go ahead and get whatever gift receipt that the charity is going to give you. So QCDs are very, uh, very powerful when it comes to a tax strategy if you're already uh, charitably inclined. Big key things to remember is that you have to have it taken care of by the end of the year. So it's not by your tax filing date, it's by the end of the year. Also, the charitable organization has to cash it by the end of the year as well. So if they cash it on January 1, well, it's not going to apply to the, to, to the previous year for you. So a couple moving parts there, but I, I think if you, if you have questions about it, we're happy to talk to you about it. We have clients that do this all the time, and it may seem a little complicated, but really isn't. Just a couple steps, and it, it can be very, very advantageous. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, so the key there is what Merce was describing is from a tax and advantageous perspective because of that money having to be taxed. There is one other one that you might consider, and that is if you have a highly appreciated stock, uh, which means if you sell it, you're going to pay capital gains tax on that. Uh, you may consider donating a portion of that stock or that stock to the to the charity, which that would obviously not cause a uh, um, a taxable scenario for you as well. Um, that one we don't see used as much, but if you've got it and you're going to want to talk to a tax uh, planner, a CPA, a tax planner, and say, hey, if I do this, how will it affect me? And I want to just say that I think we could talk about that for a minute. A lot of these things we do want to say, hey, okay, the one that Merce just described, it's pretty much easy to do. It's not a no-brainer. Just don't even put it on your tax return. But a lot of times if we're looking at giving and we're wanting to make sure that we get the best tax uh, uh, planning out of it, we need to bring in a, a tax planner, a CPA that can help us think that through. The other part of this is, though, uh, is a person might be looking at their overall plan. And if a person's really charitably inclined, they might think, well, how much can I give? You know, can I give, you know, we see people coming all over the place. Somebody could put it in as a monthly thing. They want to make a monthly contribution to a charity or they look at it annually and say, hey, each year I've got these three charities. I want to give them money, but I don't really have a good, clear vision for how much I can do in retirement. So one of the things that we encourage people to have is a retirement focused financial plan. So we think about financial planning. Financial planning can be a lot different if you're 25, 30, 40 years old, because you're looking at a lot of different things that a retiree wouldn't look at. But what we would do is we, and within that retirement focused financial plan, what we're going to do is we can say, hey, what if you did give away whatever it is, $500 a month, $1,000 a month, whatever it is, you give it away. What does that do to your overall retirement plan? when it comes to, can you afford it? Okay. Cause that's one of the things we have to think about is this going to, I would like to give this organization so much, whatever the amount is, but if I can't afford to do it, well, then it's probably not going to be a good thing to do. Even if I get some tax advantages for doing so. 
So we can run scenarios. If, if you were talking with Merce and I, and we were trying to walk you through that, we can sit right there with you, either on a Zoom meeting or in the office and have it on our screen. And right in front of you say, you can do all the what ifs you want. What if I donate $2,000 a month, 1,000, 500, 250, whatever those scenarios are, we can run them. And then if we need to get into some of the tax issues, we can certainly bring in the CPA or the tax planner. So, uh, Mercy, what have you seen be the most, uh, I think you mentioned this a little bit, but are there any pitfalls that people need to think about, again, when it comes to any of these things, when it comes to taking money out of their accounts at a brokerage place like Schwab, TD Ameritrade, wherever they might be is when it comes to these qualified um, charitable contributions or any kind of thing that they're going to do there? What are some things they might want to think through? Yeah, the biggest thing is just making sure that you're doing it properly. Um, like I said, with the uh, with the with with the withdrawals, um, let's say I mean let's say you're in the habit of taking money out of your IRA, uh, and I would say the majority of our clients they take money out of their IRA and they withhold taxes uh, when they do that. So if you're deciding to do that QCD that I was talking about. You want to make sure that you're not withholding taxes on that portion of the funds. So sometimes it may make sense to do it in two separate transactions uh, just to make it a little bit simpler, a little bit cleaner, and you withhold the taxes on the money that you're going to put in your pocket. And then you don't withhold the taxes that are eventually going to be reserved for the charity. Um, so there's that. And then really, again, it comes down to the timing of everything. It comes down to um, making sure that it's filed properly. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to charitable giving, I think it, it's kind of like what Raiden said, we need to think about it early. Don't wait till the last minute, because <clears throat> there is some organizing that needs to happen. Uh, it, the earlier you think about it, the more you can think about how much you can do or, or work with someone to figure out how much you can do if you're trying to do it on a regular basis. And then also, if there needs to be a CPA or a tax advisor looped in, you have plenty of time to do that as well. So charitable giving can be very advantageous, but you want to think it through. So the one thing I, I'm sorry, I didn't probably pose that question very clear, but let me just add this to what you just said, because those were all important. Talking about the last minute thing. Um, so if a person's invested, uh, whether it be in a mutual fund or a stock, as far as timing on that's concerned, somebody calls you up in the office and says, hey, I want to I send $10,000 to this charity. I don't care if it's in an IRA or a brokerage account, whatever it might be. What's that timing look like? Because if they call you up on December 25th right. and it's Christmas and the stock market's closed, I mean, that, that could be a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. If they call up, I mean, anywhere around December 20th, very likely it's not going to happen in time um, because you've got You've got holidays that are coming up where the market is closed. So you, there's, there's basically a period of time from when you sell something to when it is settled. It can be one day, it could be three days before it's actually available to be used. So you, you kind of have to incorporate that. You also have to incorporate the custodian. The custodian could be that Schwab or that TD Ameritrade or the Fidelity. You have to incorporate their processing time as well. And then if it's going by check, you got to incorporate the, the time of the postal service to be able to get that check out to you or directly to the charity. And then also once the charity finally receives it, their time to actually get it to the bank. So if you start very late, um, it, I would go ahead and say it's very difficult to make that possible. So if you're, if you're thinking about QCDs or any type of gifting, I would start that process early and try to have it done by November. Um, just because there's little baby steps that go on in the background that, um, take some time.
So if you happen to be listening to this podcast at the time that it's coming out this year, uh, that means you cannot wait any longer. You have to, if you want to do this, you have to go now because you're hearing this the end of the year. So uh, take action. We hope this has been helpful. We hope this has been beneficial to you. It, we threw out a lot of different things. If you want to go check this out, we have an article written on this very topic on our website. Just go to pomwealth.net and visit the blog page and you'll find the article on this idea of charitable giving. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you again on Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.